middle car. Hey, B. Hey, B. All right, here we go, John, on a uh, Tuesday afternoon podcast and YouTube. Keep an eye out here to uh, make sure that YouTube goes live. And we are up and running. Did you happen to see uh, Jeff Bezos on Tuesday morning? I, I was. I'm so glad you brought that up. I think that really needs to be penetrating the sky, John. I think is what Jeff Bezos did. Well, I, I bring that up because I was fully expecting you to have a similar look. Bezos cowboy hat, just just like letting it rip. Like Jeff, you're not a cowboy, but you go to Montana once. You watch, you know, the match. You watch Yellowstone. Uh, no, but I'm, a, I'm aware of it, Costner. It's a great tweet by yeah, you. Yeah, you know, binge Yellowstone, and then boom, you're in Montana for six days, and you get stranded. Thursday to, what's today, Tuesday, Monday? Yeah, a little little extra 24 hours, John, in Montana, unplanned, but it was a good time. Did you see Brady's house? Did not go by. I did see a lot of uh, big homes, but I did not see Brady's house. No, but everyone was, uh, I didn't see Brady downtown. I, I Bose, Brady probably doesn't go to downtown Bozeman. I'm guessing he... Uh, Stan stays his own little enclave. Because I've seen. Is that where you're staying? Downtown Bozeman? No, not downtown, but in Bozeman. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, there was, there was a fuel fuel shortage, John. Me and Colin Morikawa, no access to private jets. We both no. fly commercial. <laughs> yeah. I think Montana is one of the hottest real estate markets in America. Could have used the PJ, as they say. Yeah, um, yeah probably. I mean, I, I, mean, I literally imagine. think it's, it's up. It might have been at one point in time. Things are coming back a little bit, depending on where you look. Like 50% was up 50% from like a year ago, like a month ago. Like it was wow. out because so many people, yeah. Idaho and Montana. Now, granted, yeah. like it, where we live or New York or, you know, Dallas or whatever. I mean, their price points Austin, were relatively Nashville. lower. Yeah. But they clearly have some big ass fucking houses out there, right? They do. I mean, Brady, ain't, Brady ain't living in a, in a townhome. Now, uh, on uh, YouTube, uh, Brandon says uh, Yellowstone. Then some about fuck Jamie. I don't know what that means. Do you know what that means? No. Oh, Jamie's a character. Oh, okay. if you haven't watched Yellowstone, you should definitely. No, good show. Watch. Is that on uh, oh, AMC? My God. What is that on? Yeah, it's on uh, Paramount. I think I, it's free. I mean, you, you'll get it with Comcast. Just type it into your on-demand. It'll be there. If you haven't oh. watched it, oh, it's a no. BP fastball. Something to watch. Great, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I finally watched uh, Nobody. On the plane, what'd you uh, think? I mean, it was I was entertained. <laughs> Very, it was like John Wick, but you know, kind of funnier. Yeah, and, and probably less like it's more realistic to see Keanu be that character than it is for this guy to be that character. Would you agree? I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. But. I, I actually think I read that John Wick is going to be a Netflix or an Apple TV series. For like five episodes, they're paying him twenty million dollars in an episode. It's like ninety minutes a pop. It's just I'd just imagine they're gonna ninety do minutes well. times five of just shooting. <laughs> yeah, just just killing everybody. Oh, can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. Do you think Bedane knew what? Uh, Bedane, we'll get to Bedane. I looked at a Bedane note. Do you think Bezos knew what he was doing when he designed his rocket ship to just look like a, a dildo? Uh, I think technically a lot of them, you know, are relatively close to that shape, but I. No, I, I don't know. You think these, that was just these, these super rich guys get 
and listen, I mean, on social media, everyone's shitting on them like they should be curing the world. I, I would imagine they do more to help people out than 99% of any business, right? They have this dream and they do it. I wouldn't do it, but I, I understand it. The joy that Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos got from going to space is clearly joy that I would imagine they haven't experienced in a long time in their life when you become that rich. I didn't realize how somebody sent me today a magazine cover from like 2008. And the cover was, uh, I think, Wired magazine. And, and it was, yeah, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson, and the dawn of the private space age. And this is from, oh, it's from 2007. And uh, by the time they wrote about it, these guys have probably been at it for a while. I haven't read any books. I mean, I'm, you know, there's books about all these guys. I haven't, I, I knew kind of for a while, you'd kind of knew that Branson was after it, right? But I didn't. I don't think I really. Bezos. I, I I watched Bezos' press conference. I mean, I treated it like a game. I not the. I just turned on television. He's sitting down with his brother in a cowboy hat and like some chick, who also was must be an astronaut. He had said he had been wanted to go to space since he was like eight nine years old. Might have even been younger, like five. Having watched the Challenger documentary, our generation came after that. There is a generation, and just people born at a certain age that go into space was like winning the Super Bowl. I mean, it was a really, really big deal. Being an astronaut, I, yeah. Being an astronaut, they were allotted to be rock star, superstar, heroes. Like, we don't... I'll never forget being pretty stoned on Ease.com, watching uh, The Challenger and thinking NASA hit a point where they got pretty cocky, right? Like, they were going to space, doing great things. Neil Armstrong had this incredible, like, 10-year run of doing actual astronauts accomplishing things then they're like let's just take a, a third grade teacher a dude that owns a pet store and like five other people <laughs> and it went completely wrong it obviously blew up but if you remember anyone that's probably early 40s and older probably from like 44 to like 54 so they would have been either in elementary junior high high school universally every television in america watched that happen in like whenever the year was, like 82 or 78, whenever the year was. It was the 80s. That's, when would that happen now? What would it take for everyone to watch something? Right? Yeah, maybe a, Mar a human Mars landing? Even that, I mean, I think with, how crazy that was. With Martians? Everyone watching and it blows up. A Mars landing with Martians? Turns out there's Martians there. It's like the first meeting of the humans, the Martians. I remember writing down in my notepad watching that on ease, like NASA got cocky. And it cost them. And they rushed it. Like there were some of the, uh, however, the documentary is pretty good. If you haven't watched that, that's a, it's just a kind of a fascinating watch. Like some people were like, I don't know if we should do this. Like, you know, something was off. Mm. One of the, the coding was frozen and people were pushing back, but they had hyped it up. It was like every, they knew everyone. It was like a television product. Yeah. Yeah. And it went not good. Obviously wow. it was terrible. I mean, blew up, didn't even get close to the clouds no 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 i i mean but you're right i mean space travel was once upon a, i used to go to the air and i used to love going to the air and space museum when i would visit my grandparents in washington dc and uh you know i had a helmet had the wanted to have had the goggles wanted to have like a pilot's leather jacket like snoopy um i remember like fifth or sixth grade for halloween at pioneer elementary i went as neil armstrong that's great historical knowledge right there for a kid I, I used probably my cousin. My cousin played was on in probably ninth or tenth grade. I used his Davis High football helmet, and I, I went as. That was your helmet. <laughs> that was my helmet. Yeah, that's pretty good. 
Uh, all right, everybody. Don't forget, get in the mailbag. You do that by going to iTunes. You leave a review on iTunes. In that review, you leave us five stars, and you leave a question. We appreciate when you do that. That's always a big help to the pod. Review on iTunes. You can also go to the Facebook page. We'll have a post there where you can also do a Facebook, the Haberman and Middlecoff promo code ham Facebook page. You can do a Facebook uh, mailbag question as well. But we definitely appreciate We ask you first. Get, I know it's a little more effort, but the iTunes mailbag, not too much effort. Uh, go do that. We appreciate it. Also on uh, YouTube, and you can just watch all of our stuff there. Very easy to access. Go Haberman Middlecoff YouTube. Do it right now. Tell your friends. Camps are opening up here pretty soon, John. We're going to have football, football, football. It's coming. The Niners Can't report wait. a week from Tuesday, if you're listening to this Tuesday or later. I saw three teams, the rookies report in the next couple of days, like the Bills, the Colts, and the Ravens. Fantastic. Football is here. Football is here. And as a lot of people are saying in, in the uh, YouTube chat, Alex, Cam Akers out for the year. Anthony, Cam Akers out for the season. Yes. So we will talk about that on the, uh, on the show today for sure. Um, before we go any further, though, we got to tell the people about our friends at Wine Access. Ooh, that's an open bottle you got right there at WineAccess.com slash ham. WineAccess.com slash ham, where you get 20% off of your first order at WineAccess.com slash ham. Uh, your first order of some of the world's best wines that have a satisfaction guarantee. It's an incredible opportunity to stock up for uh, your next week or weeks of uh, wine drinking. We got sent recently some bottles of Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. I love a good Pinot. Noir. Noir. This uh, Domain Nico, I think yep. I'm saying that right, is fantastic. Uh, we drank one a couple weeks ago when we had we watched Trey Lance play his games at North Dakota State. Yeah, that, that thing was, was fantastic. That one was the um, Radiant Pinot from... Sono- uh, NDA Shrouded Sonoma Stoop Superstar Vineyard. I recommend that one. I think it's like 20 or 30 bucks on the website. Uh, I'm biased, but to me, there is not a better bottle of wine than just a good Pinot. And like you said, so the great part about Wine Access, they got wines up to two, $300. They also have these wines that are 20 bucks. And you're having them. We're not wine connoisseurs, but I'm having it. If you told me this was a $150 bottle of wine, I'd believe you. It, remember how how smooth that went down? Yeah, I got a this, picture of it on the YouTube. This is the this one we domain have Nico, fantastic, very smooth as well. Uh, can't recommend it enough. Wineaccess.com slash ham. Tell your friends, go get yourself some w- bottles of wine. You can get one bottle of wine. You can get five bottles of wine. Uh, it's, it's very very easy to use. Very very easy to search. Right, you can search by regions. Uh, only one in eighteen wines actually make it, so it's only the cream of the crop. It's like yeah. the NFL. O- only the best of the best. Like what do they say? Like one percent of college. Uh, football players make it to the league. It's like, that's what we're talking, wine access. You know, it's, it's the cream of the crop, and there are no cam anchors because if you make it, you're, you're good. And yeah. You're, well, you're you get to, yeah, you get the money back guarantee. They'll, they'll yeah. replace your bottle if for some reason you don't like it. They taste over 20,000 bottles a year. Uh, wine experts, the sommeliers, like John said, only the best make it. And it comes with these great um, big, uh, I call them like a play sheet. It tells you about the wine. It tells you exactly what it is, so you won't be... You know, you can keep it. So you remember what you had. Uh, you can always go back and find it again, and it gives you, like, the, the flavor profile. The, um, the superstar that we had uh, the other day, abundant fruit intensity, oak intensity, vanilla. Body is dense. The acidity is fresh. The tannins are silky. What John was just holding up, the Domain Nico. I also have the card for that, John. That one, that one goes well with uh, red meat, vegetables, soft cheese, fish, and white meat. So right up your alley. Butcherbox.com slash ham. 
and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. I go for some red meat right. right now. I'm starving. Let me recommend some bison to you. Some I had some bison oh. this weekend at the uh, you you go cow tipping the big gross uh, <laughs> wedding and uh, it was fantastic. I did not go cow tipping. Didn't see a cow. Actually, I did see a cow, but I I might be on bison from now on. But no, not all the fatty. I mean, I'm bison is where it's at. I'll tell you that right now. See any open guys walking around with weapons on their side? No, but I did shoot a shotgun for the first time in my life, and I sustained some bruises, John. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's got a little kick. It's got well, a little if you kick. put it in the wrong spot, I was like, I, I mean, I was like, oh, for my first eighteen clay pigeons, but I just kept shooting. I just kept shooting, John. And did you eventually hit one? I hit one and I quit. I stopped <laughs> right then and there. I walked away. Did you yell pull? Yeah, you yell pull and then pa pow. <laughs> uh, a little high guy. Uh, it turned out I had tw- turned out I had or twenty gauge. I couldn't t- automatic. I don't know. The thing flew out after you shot. So <laughs> the it's shell. hot. It is hot. And I, it turned out I had doing a few things wrong, had my head tilted the wrong way too far, and my dominant eye closed. At one point, the instructor was like, uh, I said, should I be able to, um, should I be looking down the barrel? He's like, are you not looking down the barrel? I'm like, no, I'm kind of off to the side. He's like, well, why don't we straighten your head and change your eyes? I'm like, oh. A lot of so, shotguns getting shot at that shooting range? A lot of shit. Just, you know, it's in a, it's a canyon. You just hear the echoes when you pull up. Pretty sweet. Do you think in another life you could have changed from this white-collar broadcaster to just a cowboy? You mean just protecting me and my family, building yeah, but yeah, log just, cabins? You know, and, maybe yeah, running a ranch, yeah, you know, moving cattle. I think I would have done what it took uh, to survive, John. Just doing tough guy shit, yeah. you know? I would have done what it took. To, I mean, Basically, in the era like, of guns, I would have No, I but, he, but I mean, they still exist out there. It's like a defensive line. That's what I'm saying. But on a horse. Yeah, in the era of guns, I would have, you know, pre-guns, it would have been a little harder. I don't know how many hand-to-hand combat scraps I'm winning, but 
One, yeah. You know. But in the gun era, I would have had a, the great equalizer. Uh, I would have had a shot, I think. I heard this dude that was like a philosopher from like the 1500s described a war scene, like, you know, Braveheart type scenes, mm-hmm. those type things. But this guy was, he wrote something down that has carried on hundreds of years. He said, out of 100 people that go into a war, right? Back at hand-to-hand combat, pre-guns. 10 don't deserve to be there. 80 are just going to get killed. Nine are big time. And one is like the superstar leader. Yeah. Right. That's so like 80% of your, and I think it's kind of like an NFL team are just kind of reusable, right? Move this right guard, move this linebacker. 10 are like your core guys. And then one is just your superstar player. Right. And 10 guys, you just, you would cut tomorrow if you could and upgrade. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I wonder what I the, was well, I thought it was well said. In the hand-to-hand combat era, I would imagine the survival. Yeah, it basically was saying, low. like, really, the the one guy and the other nine are so much better than everyone else, they make the war. Yeah, so you're right. It is like every year Mike Sando would come out with his 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 list of the best warriors. Yeah, like if I remove Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Matt Stafford, and like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, like they're in major trouble, right? And McVeigh on a horse. <laughs> yeah, he's. <laughs> you know what, Peter? Let's go, man. <laughs> I'm working on my McVeigh, John. It's basically Gruden, good. but a little high. It's like, he just yeah, says it's... Peter all the time. Schrager, that's the one. You know, Peter. Let me ask you this, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> he asks a lot of questions. I love like it. He's, he's, he's interactive. Good. All right, John. Let's dive into things. How about the news? And this got our attention. It got a lot of people's attention. That uh, Mark Bedane, the president of the Raiders, a 30-year Raider employee, resigned seemingly suddenly um, and was replaced by another Raider employee, at least as the interim president, on Monday. Now, you know, a lot of people, when that happened, started tweeting at us, maybe you guys will be allowed back in the building, or maybe Middlecoff, you know, really, John... I did nothing. I don't know how you avoided the shrapnel, but it, it feels like you did. Yeah. Well, I, you, I didn't avoid you've the been shrapnel. in this building. I didn't avoid the shrapnel. Yeah. <laughs> I avoided the wrath because, again, I innocent bystander. I like to think. Yeah. But um, it is pretty alarming. I mean, it's people who've covered the Raiders for a long time and followed them very closely. I mean, July twentieth for a president who just moved a team to Vegas, and I would say from the Raiders' perspective, as many factors as there were, would you agree with this? From an NFL perspective and a league perspective, or that is the league, and a Vegas perspective, in terms of who worked for the Raiders that had the most to do with this, I, you'd probably say Mark Bedane, um, in terms of getting a new stadium done. And that's by, by a mile. I mean, you, you could argue Mark Bedane was as, if not more integral than the owner. And, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that he's played a role in this move that probably in teams of moving in all sports, no president has had as much juice given hit the owner that he works for, right? Like in LA, Kevin Demoff, like Kroenke's a, a real estate guy. Like Kroenke's in fucking charge. I, 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 the backstory for people that are listening, a big reason that I, I, we owe Mark Bedane. Without him, this podcast never would have existed. We wouldn't have a huge sponsor to announce in, in, in a couple of weeks. He changed my life professionally. And it, the shrapnel that hit you, you came with me. And it's, it's, it's been awesome. And I honestly, who knows, we might still be a part of terrestrial radio hating life. So I, I, I owe that to him. And my first takeaway, one, I just texted a couple people. because For like people, that, I've had a few people ask, because this was several years ago now, right? It's 2016 we're talking about. We were doing it's radio. a long time John ago. was doing the Raiders post game. 
said some things the Raiders didn't like. It snowballed. They wanted John off. Next thing you know, contracts expire, you know, and Haberman and Middlecoff are gone. Yeah, and it's it's a touchy situation when you are a partner with a team and you're part of their broadcast and things aren't going that well for the team. It's And they're a very sensitive team, and it's a lifetime employee. That's He bleeds it. Like, I, I get it more now than I did at the time, especially when we were first hired on the radio show. We had a boss who promoted just say what you think. Yeah. Right? That right. was his thing. And That's then true. we changed management, and it went the opposite way. Like, kiss their goddamn ass. It's like, well, they're trying to move. We live here in the Bay Area. I don't care. Say they should move to Vegas. And it got complicated, and it clearly didn't go well. Uh, but ultimately, we've gone our separate ways, and it's worked out well for both people. Two responses. One, when I saw it, like most people, like, that's weird. Text people that I thought might know. Everyone that I text, when I say everyone, it was three people that I I think would have some knowledge, inside knowledge, all said they were shocked. So I think this was very shocking to everyone. And on Twitter, a lot of people were saying, like, Gruden had something to do with this. To my knowledge, and I feel pretty good about my sources here, this has nothing to do with John Gruden. Absolutely not. John Gruden liked Mark Bedane. He was pro football. This is not has nothing to do with John Gruden. I can't even come up with a theory as to why Gruden would be involved in this. Well, some people had insinuated that Bruce Allen, he would get Mark Bedane out to get Bruce Allen. I had a league executive told me under no circumstances would the NFL, not that even though I'm not saying Mark Davis would want to or John Gruden would want to, would they allow Bruce Allen to be employed right now in the NFL? What just happened in Washington? He's toxic right now. The NFL would fucking come storming in and exonate that one. So that that was a conspiracy theory I saw flying around, which isn't crazy, right? They had worked together, but that's not happening. Uh, since it's not happening, I won't even take the time to counter, to shoot that one down, other than to say, I again, this is a 30-year employee of the Raiders that we're talking about. This, here, this right? is, and you and I have, you know, I would say unique knowledge, just having covered the Raiders for a team that we used to go to training camp, Get as much as the red carpet as you can, right? It, they're, yeah. they're just a blue-collar opera. It's not like some extravagant thing. So you just... Mark Davis used to sit down with us because Lorenzo Neal used to... We, we was pretty close with the organization, right? We I see Mark, Mark Bedane all the time. Like, I had his number. We were cool. And just when the move happened, tensions were high, which I understand. I give Mark Bedane a lot of credit for leading that charge because... I don't think that it all would have come together without him. And my one of my responses after just, or thoughts after just it all kind of played out yesterday was, felt bad for him a little bit. You do all this work, spent, this is your life's work since graduating college. Work your way up, become the team president, lead a move away from Oakland, which is, let's just face it, that site where those teams were, the Warriors, Raiders, and A's. The Warriors are now gone. The A's, it's pretty clear, are fucking going to be gone. And the Raiders, that, that's not an area where you could survive. Oh, I just wanted them to stay, one, selfishly. We obviously had them. And two, we just, you and I know people that are big Raider fans that were season ticket holders. Like, I didn't want them to leave. I like to have them around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I don't argue that it's been very lucrative for them there. And Mark Bedane played a unique role, and he doesn't get to see it through. Like, that sucks. Yeah, I think people like, think that we'd be, He was like, fired yesterday. Enjoying I mean, this. Go- and I, I we're not. You agree he was fired? Um, I I I don't see the motivation. Now again, he didn't say much. Maybe one day he'll say something more. I don't really see the motivation. Well, he texted a bunch of people. Said he's I mean, I saw what he, I yeah, saw what yeah. he said, but there's yeah, no but next job generic. lined yeah. up. Now, yeah. did he want to just be in the Bay Area? 
you know, maybe, right? I don't know. But seem I like don't see the motivation on, on July 19th when you're about to be the president of the team as they play their first real season, right, where fans are allowed in. I don't understand what the motivation would be to walk away. So, uh, yes, I think it's questionable, questionable circumstances. I also think when you go back to the origin of why he's there, I don't think it can be overstated and hammered home enough how much he is Mark Davis's guy. Like that is Mark, like the the juice he has and the power he has because of the way the organization and just the owner is, is not like many places, man. It, it is, he had a very, very powerful job and he, again, the owner fucking depended on him. So it to me, it was just, as everyone, again, the three people that would know, shocked. People were stunned, guy. Yeah. Stunned. I think the point you made, though, I want to go back to, this was he was not a hired gun, right? He was a Raider fan as a child. His grandfather was Al Davis's like high school basketball coach or something. And he's, he started at the bottom as an intern, became the president of the team, and as you said, a powerful president. Yeah, a powerful very. president. So, um, you know, all the league meetings, like, stadium negotiations like he was critical he was there with mark when it came to remember one of the stories i think when the la thing fell through and he snapped on a bunch of people yeah like and again in fairness to him he was very very passionate about the raiders back to what you're saying like it, it it this was not it truly meant a lot to him i'll give him that like they they didn't mean anything to me so i understood looking back like where he looks at like me and you or ripping on him and I don't even think it was much our radio show. It was more me being critical post-game, which they viewed as part of their broadcast. It's like, this is us. Like, you're fucking ripping You're not allowed fun. to be negative on our show, right? That's disrespectful. Yeah, I, 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 I get it looking back. And it's not, it wasn't a healthy spot for me to be in. It wasn't what I'm good. It just was a bad situation. There are a ton but of I do, I, I do get that, it. You know, yeah. it's management change. You go from a manager who's good at protecting the employees, which is a good manager, protects people from the things they don't need to know, the noise, and that, uh, and and then in turn you get somebody who you know the tail wags the dog, but um, uh, but you can't deny that it's it's weird, it's weird. And I don't you know in the end, is it the worst thing in the world if an organization eventually turns over and has some people from the like the Raiders historically have not had people from the outside in, right? Well, they so, like rehire coaches. Yeah. Right? So, but again, like we'll see, you know, he got the job initially. He was the interim president when he took over for uh, um, Amy, uh, Trask. Amy Trask. And now the guy that replaced him as the interim president, maybe he'll become the president. Maybe he won't. Wouldn't, you know, what I, what do I think is likely? I think the, I think that cycle continues, but it wouldn't shock I'll me. Be stu- I'll be stunned. The, guys, yeah, I will be too, but I will say this, like you're in a different world now. You're in Vegas. A lot of people had to pull strings for you. The NFL and the state pulled a lot of strings for the Ray. They're the ones that, you know, so yeah, now I, mean, do you I, I can see a casino. Like that, if you told me a former MGM executive, something like that, that's possible. Yeah. I, so, I, you know, there are a lot of people who I would think would view that job as one they would want to go get, even though because at the end of the day, it's an NFL president job. How many NFL presidents just walk away because they want to walk wouldn't away? The, wouldn't the NFL... I would say Roger and his crew want to influence this. I mean, it's a big deal to have in this market now, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Maybe they've got somebody they'd like to put there from the league office. 
I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. So yeah, stunned would be strong. I'd say that's an option. But that is their history. I, like I, to your point, that is their history. I don't think it could be overlooked the casino impact on Mark. Right? Hey, we got a guy we'd like to do that. Why would he not listen? I, I got a big time business guy that knows a bunch of people. That to me actually feels more likely than the NFL getting involved, Mark hiring someone, Vegas ties. It would make sense, right? So you know, like the guy to that just spon- to go- local sponsors and all kinds of things. Well, like the Pac-12, the commissioner who just took George over. George Klyovkov. Someone, someone like that in that world. Right. Yeah. I don't know what it means for them, like wins and losses, but it's... What well, it doesn't mean anything? It's... it's um, It'll just be interesting to see organizationally the next five, ten years what happens. Right? Is Mark Davis the owner of the Raiders for the next... For the rest of his life? You know, whatever. Yeah. Or... I would. I, I mean, clearly I, he wants I, to be right. I, I would think, unless he gets in trouble, they can't force him out. Him not going anywhere, but if they did become available, just the power of Vegas, how cheap it is. You know, just I mean, the no state income tax. It's a very, very business friendly place, right? So these business guys. Let's face it. I would imagine a lot of people in the league that aren't quote unquote California people, like. I know Jerry likes Stan. Jerry has to think it's fucking insane that he spent six billion dollars. Like how much, just the costs of everything. Do you do you know what you can do in Vegas? What would they go for, guy? Like you see some of these fake numbers. If the Panthers are going for two billion, the Clippers are going for two billion. Would they fetch four and a half? Yeah, I think four is the floor. <laughs> the Vegas Raiders with a brand now, new with a brand new stadium. Yeah, four is the floor. And four is a lot of money. I mean, we're asking like it's just like chump I know. change. We but. always make it, but there's only so many people that can afford it, right? And then you got to cut that list into people that would want it. He would but get four with ease. I'm just looking here. The Forbes annual valuation in May was three point one. So you can go ahead and add one bill just for the just for the bidding process. Yeah. Right. Put it on the market for uh, three two. Let them let them let them eat. Yeah, no, yeah. You do it for you put it on for two nine. Attract more <laughs> more. You only do like a fifteen minute open house though. No so. contingencies though. You do not get to look inside. There's absolutely. No, no, no uh, but and then you also get you know the NFL has to approve. It's. I would say though, whenever and I'm not trying to get ahead again. I've I'm not rooting for Mark to fail or anything. That's it the other thing. Be, we do. You and I do root for Mark Davis. He's always been cool to me. I, I understand. Same. I haven't seen him in a long time, but not since Napa several years ago. But he he would. You could just have. You could walk up to him and have a conversation, and we did. I do think it's fair to say. I mean, he's sixty six years old. He doesn't have any kids. I think that we know about that coming down the home stretch. Like it will be a historic day one day when the Davis family no longer owns the Raiders. Right? Yeah. I mean, Al Davis is on a short list of the Steinbrenners, the buses of just most famous owners in the history of sports worldwide. Absolutely. has to be, right? I mean, you know, there aren't that many organizations that are still family-owned, never came, never been up for sale. Rooney, the Hunts. It's, it's a smaller list. And I think you're starting to see some of these people dying, right? Pat Bolin, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, Paul Allen. Like, I, I do think we're going to see... Is it turnover somewhat inevitable with the prices? Some Especially of these kids the kids aren't going to like the money it as much. Is so massive. You can all the cousins can get paid. Wait, wait. We can get four billion. I, I saw someone say like, if the Broncos ever hit the open market, fucking the line would be long. 
What do you think would go more if they both hit the open market? The Denver Broncos or the Vegas Raiders? Uh, it's hard. I mean, my gut instinct is Raiders, but Denver's a pretty uh, valuable marketplace right now, too. I mean, and will be historically. The, the Broncos future. should go more for than the Raiders. I do think the Vegas draw and the new the stadium. Vegas draw, I be- also think you could convince the owner the brand is big. I think the Raider brand is bigger nationally. I know sometimes we think that, you know, we go back and forth on it, but I do think that's a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty unique brand in a league where it's just hard. How do you stand out? I do think we're going to see more and more teams just given, wait, I can get $4 billion from my team. My dad, I don't even like football. I, mean, I like much. football, gonna, but I it's going to happen more. It's going to happen more and more. Yeah. And uh, in the contract, I get a suite to keep going to the games. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I keep, I keep a partial ownership. Okay, let's talk about uh, the news of the day. Cam Akers, Achilles injury, John. Um, major Rams news. And it happens, you know, right as we approach the opening of camp. And it happens to a team that we think is one of the best teams in the league. And this is a guy, as you reminded me before we started this podcast, their second-round pick. But uh, it's it's a reminder of what happens in football. I think we kind of forget in the offseason. Maybe forget's not the word, but... You just start building teams on paper, going nine wins, ten wins. That's going to be a tough week four game. That's going to be tough week 16. Oh, this matchup, Monday Night Football week eight. I bet they're going to flex to this game week 14. It's a reminder that like, and the Niners last year, not that anybody who's a Niner fan needs a reminder. This is the way it goes. And there was so much unpredicting, uh, unpredictable. And this is one of the first major chips to fall for 2021. Yeah, I remember when they drafted him, I had a friend in the NFL that told me, I like this guy a lot. I think he's really good. And I'm like, I, I feel like when I watched him, he was kind of an underachiever. And then at Florida State, you remember, it was toward the end of the Jimbo Fisher run. They have been a disaster. The Willie Tack, like, the, he was an enormous recruit that signed with Florida State when they were still like 15, 16, right? When Jimbo was still humming. And then the program went sideways. He was a top five recruit in the country. And then last year had a bunch of injuries. But, I vividly remember watching a couple games going, God, this guy might be pretty good. (laughs) And clearly he was going to be their starting running back this year. So it's a blow because he's a very talented player, a high draft pick, and a starter. Now, if I add one more thing to that. Yeah. And it's an Achilles, not an ACL. So So there's a chance he might never be the same. But who's to say in 2022 he's the same guy? Especially because as a running back, right, cutting, explosion, moving on your feet are pretty important. It's a devastating injury. It, it really is. Uh, but would you agree that if it's going to happen at one position, it is by far the most replaceable position. They, they rolled in, if you remember, to the Super Bowl when Todd Gurley's knee was getting weird toward the end of the season. Remember they signed C.J. Anderson like off the scrap heap? Yeah. And he, was a, and he was fine. And they were winning playoff games with him. So in this, in this offense, historically, I think Kyle's a good example of where he'd tell you, and Mike Shanahan would tell you, I understand BPA, and there's a chance when they took him two years ago, or I guess two drafts ago, it was 2020 draft, the Corona draft, he might have been the best player on their board by like 10 spots. So it was like, well, are we sticking with BPA, or are we just not going to take a running back? I would probably, in this offense, stay away from running backs in the first 60 picks. And that's not like revisionist history, but it just 
they do go down a lot. This is worst case. But as you see with Kyle, they get hurt. As you see with Sean McVay, like guys get run into the ground. I mean, the Packers last year took a running back in the second round, and that guy's good, A.J. Dillon. But it's like, you, I would like, if you're running this offense, we can find guys, I would probably go no earlier than the middle of the third round. Yeah, that would be my philosophy. That's where the Niners took Trey Sermon, like you said. I do understand going, yeah, it's it's a committee position, but you need depth in your committee that you trust. And if you like one of these guys so much more than somebody else, I mean, even though it's a committee position, go back and look. I mean, when he, even when he was hurt, uh, or not himself anymore, right? Todd Gurley was still – he yeah, led the Rams produced. in rushing for like seven years straight, six yeah. years. Maybe it was – I got to go back and look, but – Obviously, some I think of it was it was it was, short, it was shorter than you think. It was like four. See, I thought it was longer than I thought, but I'll go back and look. You know, he's like out of the league. Well, I, that's why I saw a gif of somebody showing him like walking down the ramp. You know, well, Today. I don't think he has a team. Oh. And I, I bet if you Google Todd Gurley, my guess oldest twenty eight, like he ain't thirty four. You know, honestly, if you told me Todd Gurley was twenty six, I'd believe you. I, I mean, he's just. But this this is the pushback to where you got to be very careful about this position. They just where I come from, my my dad was a farmer, my brother's a farmer. There's a big difference between miles on a truck when it's on the ranch and a car like me and you driving around a city. Right. So, uh, uh, fifty thousand miles on the ranch is a lot different than just driving around the Bay Area, Sacramento. Right. It's just not the same. And I think it's fair to say, like even wide receivers, we don't ever go like. A lot of wear and tear on Michael Thomas, right? Just running routes. The wear and tear when you see like, damn, he's only averaging 3.9 a carry. Well, guess what? Every single one of those 3.9 a carries, you're getting destroyed. When do you ever just like, he just got tackled by no one, hit the ground up, didn't hurt. (laughs) That does not happen. It is. Honestly, it's like ranch miles meets like, Hill mile, it's it's really really hard on your body. They they have like five six year shelf lives. Even even Christian who is awesome and Kamara, Alvin's probably different because they really, if you watch a Saints game, they really hammer him between the tackles as less than all the top guys. Most of his work comes in the passing game, and I would say outside the tackles. Where even McCaffrey, I don't blame him. Why wouldn't you run him up the gut? He's a great running back. But it just takes a toll on you, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I, you said it, but I'll repeat it because I say it all the time. You see it with the Niners receivers, too. You see it with Debo Samuel, too. And I don't think it's an accident that Niners running backs have been hurt a lot. I don't think it's One an thing, Gurley, by the way, John, every 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Or not how 20. How old is he? Sorry. He led them in for five straight years of rushing. Somebody just said in the chat that he's signing with the Ravens. I don't. Is that true? I think he went to on like a he'll, visit. Yeah, he's 26. He'll be 27 in August. <laughs> Isn't that pretty nuts? Nuts. He's 26 years old, guy. The other thing, thing is, someone, if, if running backs are ranch cars, they have to like drive for three years on like another ranch before you even get them. Yeah, unless you draft them. But I mean, they're college. They play oh, college football. College. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Major right. college football. One thing I was told by someone with the Jets, and they're like, you know, it's been pretty eye-opening to us, and it was a reason we didn't draft the other North Carolina running back, and we took the wide receiver in the second round, is when we watch LaFleur coach, the offensive coordinator that comes from Kyle, and Kyle, who taught him, 
who obviously learned from Mike, who Sean has learned from, that uh, his other LaFleur brother, they've all been taught. The number one thing, he says, they hammer home, hammer home, finish strong, finish north and south, finish up the field. And you watch the Niners, you watch the Rams, you watch the Packers, it's just up the, and it's like the Jets, when they philosophically talked about, remember they had a top pick in the second round, should we take the best running back on the board? They're like, well, let's take a guy a little bit later and take a sweet wide receiver. That's how they justified it. Kyle and Mike clearly do it that way. Because they the, their main coaching point, I've never noticed this in practice because I'm not really like listening that hard, but I think the scouts... The music is way too loud. The music's way too loud. The scouts are have to factor this in because they're fucking drafting these players are like they are just... They hammer home violence. And in fairness, the coaching points... Wouldn't you say the Niners running backs run very violent? Well, remember... Yes. Again, it's, it's not accidental that they get hurt. Remember when we sat down, you and I, and did a video, we watched Elijah Mitchell's tape from college, the Niners' sixth-round running back, right? He's very Shanahan offense. So Louisiana Lafayette. And you watch him, and you go, okay, he's not necessarily the fastest guy on the field, but he has one mission, and that's to run a straight line forward as fast as he can the second he gets the football and not slow down for anybody. And you love it. You love, like, that style of football is awesome, but it is... This ain't this ain't the greatest show on turf. Go down as soon as you catch the football, right? This is <laughs> this is about yak. Yeah. This is not about sliding and just taking your fourteen yards. I I think they really hammer home punishment, and it's why actually a lot of. I think if you look back and did a deep dive, why so many later round guys can truly excel in this operation, starting with his dad and starting all over now with these guys, is because. They, if you're an undrafted free agent or seventh-round pick, and I would imagine those first couple training camp practices, you truck a guy or run through a guy, can you imagine what that coaching – when just the coaches meet, they fucking love him. They're yeah. like, oh, this guy's got a shot. Yeah. And he's already – no one, I bet, jumps up faster through like two training camp practices potentially than a running back in this offense. Like this guy's got, this guy might make the team. I can't wait to watch this guy in a preseason game. Let's get, get this guy more reps, coach. Yeah, <laughs> you know? playing with desperation. <laughs> yeah. And, and here's the other thing. There's opportunity. You can't play like that for five years. No, but there's opportunity on all these teams because there's five. You're like, remember looking at the Niners depth chart running back over the years? Even last year, last couple of years. There's five, six guys. How's anybody going to make an impact? Well, there's going to be opportunities for everybody. We've seen it. Jeff Wilson Jr., great example, right? Yeah. You play with in this. There's just opportunities for, for everybody at that position because you need them all. I'd probably so. rather play running back for like Sean Payton or Andy where they just throw me the ball and I can get out of bounds. Oh, yeah. Just... <laughs> Clyde's like, God, you guys are crazy over there. Andy, give me my 70 catches. No doubt. Kamara's like, pay me like a wide receiver. And a running back, and, a, and a, when a quarterback takes some of your goal line carries, like he took some of my touchdowns, but right, I'll let him jump over the pile. <laughs> yeah, you're good. So, all right, John, before we go any further, let's tell the people about True Niagen. Whatever you're doing, I could use some True Niagen after five days in Montana, John. Oh. Elevation and. 3 a.m. bedtimes. True Niagen, no matter what you're up to, the hiking, the biking, the weight training, True Niagen fuels your body's energy engines, maintains cellular metabolism, and even supports heart health. Go to True Niagen slash ham and then use the code ham to save 10%. Yep. Uh, I, I've been taking it. I have taken it before. I have more energy whenever I take it. With 11 published human clinical studies and backed by Nobel Prize winners... True Niagen is a supplement that's clinically proven to boost NAD levels. 
an essential coenzyme required for cellular energy and repair. You get a workout, you take it, you feel better. You partying like a rock star, take it, you feel like you got more energy. I'm telling you, I can't recommend it enough. Right now, new customers can save 10% on their first purchase by going to trueniagen.com slash ham, then use the promo code ham. That's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N.com slash ham. Use the promo code ham, get 10% off your first purchase. TrueNiagen.com slash ham code ham. Add more vitality to your life today with TrueNiagen. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Speaking of the Jets, Robert Sala in the MMQB, appreciate Albert Brewer's offseason uh, off content, said a lot about Kyle Shanahan. And I think this is partly a reflection of 20, the 2020 season because you and I talked about this a lot last year. Robert Sala said, and here's the quote, everyone wants to have the next offensive guru. I think what people lose with all these guys is their leadership skills. There's a difference between being able to call plays and actually lead a football team, period. And that's with any coach. And I think where Kyle separates himself from all of them is his ability to lead and establish a style of play and a standard. When you watch that team, even last year, when you turn on the tape, there's a common denominator you see over and over again. You see the work. You see the effort. I think you and I talked about this a lot with them. I think one of the reasons if you watch that, I I don't want to speak for everybody that watches the Niners all the time because some people might think Kyle's overrated. I'm not one of them. Part of it is not just offensive play calling. Part of it is style and physicality. He has an effect on his defense, even if an offensive coach, because of the style and physicality that they, as a, to use Nick Saban's word, program establish, right? And I think it's very evident outside of just play calling with him. Well, not every five or six win team looks the same. Right? We've, we've been lucky enough since we've been doing this now to see uh, all sorts enough. of teams. We've seen, we, we, yeah, we've seen playoff teams, we've seen Super Bowl teams, and we've seen teams that draft in the top five. And you can have a team that drafts in the top ten and has no talent. You go, God, this team's really going somewhere. I remember the first year of Jack Del Rio. I think they went seven and nine. I was like, God, they're, they're really ascending. Yeah. Kyle's, Kyle's first year, like I, there really wasn't much to take away until the end and Jimmy Garoppolo got there and you go, okay, he might have something, but the team was so shitty. Like there's nothing to take away last year. You go, fuck. I, I, I think Robert's onto something just based on that. That team easily could have quit. They were it, the variables last season are more than just injuries. They were kicked out of the County guy. They literally were kicked out of where they live. 
they were told you could not play. Honestly, that's one of the most underrated stories in NFL history, like of just how weird and crazy. Meanwhile, all over the country, places were packed. This is pre-vaccine. And the Niners got kicked out. They had nowhere. They were lucky that Arizona's not that far away because they would have had to go to like Texas or something. And they won there. They beat the Cardinals. I'm pretty sure they beat the Rams. Like, they won some games in those circumstances. Was the Cardinal game a Niner home game? Or was that a road? I think it was, it was a, a road game because, remember, week one when the Cardinals the beat them oh, yeah, was yeah, at yeah. Levi Stadium. Yeah, the Kittle. Yeah. So, to me, that just shows, like, they respect the coach, which all you want from your coach is, one, he has to be a leader. Like, guys really have to kind of gravitate toward him out of respect of his coaching ability, having respect of him as a person, whatever that is. And I think pretty consistently the top guys have that, right? Some guys have to like, Pete Carroll can only maintain it for a certain level of time beside Russell and he has to siphon guys out. I think, I mean, I've seen it firsthand and we all know Andy is great at it. You know, Belichick definitely, like all of his star players, they they rave about how good he is. So it's like the respect that he get garners for them. And then different guys do it different ways, right? Belichick, you know, if you don't play well, he'll just cut you. Like, it's just black and white. Like, there's no, like, I'm not going to kiss your ass. I think Kyle, younger version, I think Sean is this way too. More of a human element. Like, guys, like, legitimately like him, right? Like, players have a lot of respect of him as a human being separate from football, and then ultimately, like the next level is then if you can scheme on top of that, you can be elite. And I think Kyle, we think, has a chance to be really good. Just like no different McVay. I mean, I got to give LaFleur credit. If you can operate this offense at a high level and you get good players, like your team can be really good. Like if I told you that LaFleur no longer has Aaron Rodgers, but I just gave him like Alex Smith or just a, you'd be like, well, the Packers are still going to be really competitive. Right? With yeah. the team they have and just yep. the offense that they run. Like the offense works. <laughs> and then if you can, back to, I remember when Todd Downing got the job. And I think sometimes you know right away, you're like, I just don't think he has a good feel for the game. And then you watch other coordinators, even if they don't have the talent, you're like, God, this guy's got a good feel. I remember Stefanski two years ago with the Vikings. You're like, this guy's a good offensive coordinator. They just, the ebb and flow of the play calling. If you have that in this offense, it works. If, then if you factor in your players really like you, you should compete for the playoffs. Then once you get in the playoffs, it's a whole other level. And But, like, it's why I think they should be in the playoffs this season, the 49ers. You know, we, we both listened. We're both fans of the Flying Coach podcast. We joke about it all the time. We mention a lot McVay and uh, Peter Schrager. And uh, Aikman was on two-parter. I know you listened to it. I thought it was great. And they, you know, they talked to Aikman about, you know, would he want to be an executive? Who, what kind of coach would he hire? And one thing he said was, first, I would hire an offensive coach because I don't want to lose. His logic was good. Like the number one thing is I want my quarterback tutor. I don't want to lose him because my coordinator left to become a head coach somewhere else. I don't want to keep losing that guy. And two, well, actually his first thing was, he's got to be a leader. That was his first thing, I think. He's got to be a leader. I've seen it enough. Like you have to be able to lead a football team. Troy's been doing this now. In t- Troy played extremely high level. Played for Switzer in college actually for a minute. Then went to UCLA. I mean, he's been playing at a high level since like the mid '80s. And then on top right. of that, John Wright, he's been in front of a lot of. He's had to be as a quarterback a leader, but he's been doing football games for 20 years. So he has sat down for 20 years every week with all the coaches in the NFL, at least the good ones. He only sits down with the good ones. 
right? They don't sit down with the bad yeah. ones. Fox gets Troy's been do- Troy took over for John Madden year two, so he's been doing the best games for a long time. And uh, like I, th- I know for me, I'm, a lot of Pete Carroll's, a lot of you know Andy, Bill Reeves, Cowers, a lot of Tom well, Coughlin, especially the NFC coaches, right? Yeah, Tom Coughlin. And then Arians, Super Bowl, the, the guys in the Super Bowl. So he did do Cower, Rivera, uh, Sean Payton. I mean, the best. And that's, yeah. you know, part of where his philosophy comes from. I've sat down with a lot of guys before doing like college football and you get to meet with the coach and I'm, it's easier for Troy year after year after year, but you get a sense for who's a self promoter, who's really about it, who cares about their players, who's, who's feeding you BS lines and who's really authentic. And you got a good feel for it. So I, I think Troy's got a great feel. A great feel. As good, like if we wanted to talk about, you know, non-GM, non-people who actually hire, whether or not he would find the right guy, I don't know. But he laid out in that podcast what his what his kind of blueprint would be. And I think Kyle, he didn't he wasn't talking about Kyle, but I think Kyle would check every one of his boxes. One thing I think has changed a lot now is like I think back in the day it was really important for a guy to get up in front of the team and just blow you away. And just have this a Bill Parcells presence. I remember when I went to the Super Bowl two years ago. I didn't go to the game, but was just there that week. And I went to go see Veach. And then another buddy of mine that's on the scouting staff, they were staying at like this incredible, like, I think it was like Mar-a-Lago or something. I mean, it was just, it was stupid. And we just had coffee and fucking hung out and had snacks. I mean, it was sweet. And he was like, Jimmy Johnson talked to the team last night. Andy, you know, because Fox was doing the game and they were around and Andy had asked him. Like, can you talk to the team? He's like, honestly, and this guy has been in the league for almost 15 years. He's like, I've never seen anything like it. I told Coward this story a couple weeks ago. And Colin says that every year at the Super Bowl, since he's been at Fox, they have a big dinner, right? Like they go somewhere, you know, wherever the Super Bowl is, all the main Fox employees are there and the dinner. And Jimmy gives the toast. And he said every year, it's just like Jimmy blows everyone away. Like you either got it or you don't. And I would say for most of our life, that was really, really important. I do think we're getting, and like Sean McVay, I think is pretty, I I think when you see Kyle, like that's not really his thing. And I'm not saying it's not his thing, but like he's not going to be known for the Parcells, the Jimmy Johnson speech, which I you would pay to watch one of those guys in their prime, like light into a team. Or get a team ready for battle. Rex. That's why the Rex Rex is let's get a goddamn snack thing was such a big deal, right? And I think that offensive guys, that's not really Andy's thing, you know? And, and some guys can go back and forth. I think, I think that's what makes Sean Payton. Like, I think Sean Payton, like, if you get him going, like, he could kind of rally you up. That You just have to be true to yourself. Like, at the end of the day, Jimmy Johnson is one of probably the smartest, craziest motherfuckers that's high-level guy that's ever on this earth in his era, right? Like, he would have been, if he wasn't a football player, he would have ran Wells Fargo. Like, he was destined to dominate because that's all he did when he was in charge of things. Dominated. Because he was gusto. He was, he's small. He's this little overachiever crazy guy. Kyle was not, I don't think, an overachiever, right? He's just more intellectual. I think when you see some of these highlights of Bill Walsh, right, whenever they show them, that wasn't really his thing. He was much more like, I would say, Belichickian. Like, I don't think Bill's wasting too much time yelling. He says something, if it doesn't happen, you're gone. And I just think you just, true to yourself, you're good at what you do. Like, ultimately, Robert Sala is going to be a lot different than Kyle. I do think, I bet Robert, if he turns out to be a good coach, there are going to be some stories like, 
when we played the Bills on that game, winner gets in, he gave this speech, and we would have run through a wall for him. I think Robert Sala is going to, that's, because that's kind of who he is. Right. But, that's but, just yeah. But there are different. No, it's right. It's true. But I'm saying, like to Troy's point, there are different ways, or there are different ways to be the guy Troy's talking about. Because right. the key is just to be true to. Like you can lead any human being as long as you're being to me true to who you are. Well, you yeah. If if, if you're not if a Jimmy you Johnson, are, you if, can't fake it. If who you are is good enough, right, Kyle? It yeah, works no, because I'm Kyle. The respect that we, he gets because they know he's a good enough football coach. For sure. I'm just saying, if we take the top 10 head coaches who are just very confident and secure with who they are, I'd say they all approach it probably differently, right? Some of them, like like Ron Rivera, I remember watching the Amazon Prime series. A couple times, he just lit into guys. You're like, God damn, I would fucking be on edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but it just comes natural. I mean, one, right. he's huge. Two, he played in the league. He's just like, he's a defensive guy. I'd imagine like Sean McVay is not necessarily doing that. Right. Or Kyle. And, and Kyle, but I, the longer you do it, the more comfortable you are saying things, right? Yeah, I think the first step to earning it for like a guy like McVay or Kyle is that the players believe that they're good enough football. Like the players believe that you're going to put me in a position to succeed, right? And that yes. you care, and there's a, a lot of factors. Um, That's where I think when you're a younger guy in 2021, the caring stuff, not that it doesn't ever matter, because I do think it matters, probably matters more with a younger coach. Right, wait, you're just going to be a dick? Because if you think about what some of Belichick's proven? guys that have failed miserably, it felt like, wait, you're 38 years old and you're the biggest asshole I've ever met. This is, how's this even possible? Especially because like, everyone believed, like, no, Bill did it all himself, right? That's what the How are you was. so angry? Like, wait, you're 38, you're making you got three rings, a year, <laughs> and you're just furious? Can we relax? <sighs> that was a Mangini thing. I just, yeah, it was all of them. I think it's easier to understand older people being mad. It's harder with younger people. Like, just angry all the time. Like, I, I get why Nick's mad. He's 67. He's been on edge since, you know, the 70s. Well, you, you've been alive since 1979. Like, you, your life's pretty good. Yeah, you made $20,000 as a head coach at one point. I'm not a head like, coach, did you guess, Did you listen to Judge's interview? I haven't yet, no. I'd say he's a little edgier, <laughs> you know? But, in fairness, like, he might actually just be kind of an edgy guy. Like, I, I think it might come kind of natural to Didn't him. did he fight one of his own coaches last year, allegedly? Uh, yeah. Well, remember it was like Mark Colombo was like a six, three, six, seven, 350 pound. And they're like, no way they fight. There were some conflicting reports. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people said it didn't happen, but I do think if you're just around Saban, he was around Saban and Belichick for like five and eight. So maybe like 12 or 13 straight years, you would probably just start taking some negativity again. Is that who you are or are you faking it? But you're but right. Wouldn't it you agree it's off. harder to be happy when you're just around those two guys all day, every day? I've never heard of anybody that's just, like, happy to be around those guys. It does feel like if you're just around Dab all the time, like, they're a little more upbeat. Yeah. Pete Carroll's staff. Yeah, they feel relatively happy, right? Yeah. Pete's just, you know. Pete's, that's why Pete's always kind of interesting, right? Because he's got a good mix of, like, happy but, like, super competitive. Uh, Ken Norton soft. is a pretty good. Uh, Ken Norton is a guy that always feels pretty upbeat. Yeah, upbeat but not soft, right? It's like you said. It's you got to be be, yeah. be you, in the words of uh, Matt Nagy's play sheet. Yeah, come on, Matt. We need a big year. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, we, a few other things we want to hit. Aaron Rodgers, John. They offered him a contract extension. Apparently, said Schefter, not today, but in the past, they've offered him a contract extension, and uh, he said no, thank you, or he just said no. I don't know if he said thank you. I doubt he said thank you. (laughs) He probably didn't directly communicate with them. He probably just grunted. Uh, 
Okay, so in light of that news, does that change the way you're more or less optimistic that Aaron Rodgers shows plays a game as a Packer this year? I I, I got to well, he's playing. I mean, he's going to show up. I think I'm fascinated to just watch it play out. Like, is he just unhinged, or does once he's around the guys, is he cool? Is he more normal? He's so subtle to begin with, with even the mean things that he does. Right? Not Unhi- mean, unhinged but. is too strong. I just mean, is he more likely? To just weakly say, like, yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. You you would have to agree he's liable to be a little even closer to the edge this year. Yeah, right? what 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 would make it even more interesting, right, is if it was believed that it was LaFleur that was his problem, not the front office, right? Yeah. That's not really what people think. It's, it's, like, it's hard. It's going to be hard for him just to be this raging dick when, like, you're around David Bakhtiari and Devonte Adams, who are just like elite players who are just want to be there. Like what? It, he, also, it's, har- it's harder. To, it was easier for him to say that when they lost in the NFC Championship game. He knew he was leaving. Are they right? winning games? Because if they're winning well, yeah, games, then how are they not? Gonna there's win? not like somebody to blame in the post, right? Like it's one thing when you kick a field goal when maybe we thought you sh- you should have gone for it on fourth down, right? And then there's a ru- there's like a conflict. But what if they're just winning a bunch of games and he's really good? What if you? Would it be pretty well? Do how are they not going to be good? Yeah, I, I'm just like that doesn't that doesn't set itself up to be able to be morose in every post game interview and like, well, I don't know, you know. Yeah, hey, Aaron, you guys just won forty seven to ten against oh, the Lions. A beautiful uh, mystery. <laughs> it would be pretty legendary if he won the Super Bowl and he held up the trophy like when Pat was like, "This one's for John." Like Packer Nation, I'm out. <laughs> Drop the up. mic. They are, if he's into it, which he will be if he's playing, they are definitely on the short list of teams that no one will be shocked if they win the whole thing. I mean, they're going to be really good. He's, I mean, guy, he's the best player in the league. Yeah. Like, Tom's the most famous and most accomplished, but Aaron was better than Tom last year. What would, what, if you, could you sign, I don't know who has, uh, what would Fox do for a Bucks packers uh, NFC Championship game right now? Would that be their yeah, number I mean, one I, pick? Has to be. I think I think we could pretty easily pick the playoff teams that they want. They want Bucks. They want the Packers. They want the Cowboys this year to make it. They would like the Niners, Rams, Seattle. They'd be good with that and rock and roll. Yeah. Is that, is that am I missing? Hey, team? You know, we always say like the Giants in that mix. Yeah, I mean, you could pick the Cowboys or the Giants. I mean, just give me one of those two teams and we're good. I don't even think they'd complain over a football team either. They're a pretty big market. Oh, football team? Yeah. <laughs> I think the football team should just keep their name. I, I think one the, I think thousand the percent good. agree. The only thing that's, I, you know what I think, I don't know about you. Anytime we talk about a name, I just try to hear the touchdown call in my head. And it's funny. Only old names sound good. No new names ever sound good, right? No, they're terrible. Every new name is just like, if this name had been their name for 55 years, would I think it's a good name or like, or just Steelers? We don't come up with names like Steelers anymore. Is that possible? You know, we just come up with Rattlers and Renegades and it's all the same crap. Yeah. But maybe that's just, they've been around, I'm just used to them because they're so old. Would Packers sound stupid if they came up with it today? I don't think they'd come up with Packers today. You know? Would Lakers... Well, well, I was thinking about soccer, like you just call it, Barcelona. Yeah. Man City. Arsenal, AFC or whatever. Football club. Yeah. But the problem is W is a weird, you can't go, like WFT is just a weird, you know, if AFC, AFT was there, like AFT... Football team. You can just say Washington. Well, I do think the problem with football team is so WFT is WTF is one of the most. I would say, would you say if you just had to break down 
one word text messages, it's it's pretty consistently in the vernacular now yeah. of life. It throws me off sometimes when I see that. I'm like, what? And it's, oh, it's the football team. Yeah. <laughs> that or ducking. I do think the W just looks good, though. The like W the does look good. But you can keep the W. And even the numbers on the side of the helmet is like, you know, that's okay. We'll, we'll be up. You see named, I think this happened like a month ago, but I think his wife's now the co-CEO. You see that? Oh, she got promoted? Uh, Promoted or he just placed her there? It's like, hey, diversity. My wife. <laughs> I did see that, yes. Yeah, I don't like any of the team names I've seen. Although the one I like actually is Hogs. Kind of like it. It's still weird. Washington Hogs? Yeah, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. But at least it has some historical context for the team. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Bureaucrats is too hard to spell. Commanders? To me, you could go something political for sure. Beltway. The belt, you know, the Beltway is a famous highway. They could... That's kind of dumb. It's not Washington Beltways. (laughs) The Beltway just doesn't... Like I, the Nationals is a relatively new one, right? But that was historically old. That was a real team, yeah. So that's a pretty solid one. That's hard to beat. That it is a good one. They, well, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. The Nationals were the Senators. They were not the Nationals. The W is the same, but they were the Senators. So they, they you're saying the that they developed the Nationals. Yeah, I think that's air. different. The team name. That's a, if they did. That's a pretty good out of thin air name. It is. That's easily the best one of our adult life, right? Of all the teams that kind of came in the late 90s, 2000s. Because the 2000s ones, like, they were good under Cam, so they feel like a normal team. But, like, when you see Panthers, Panthers it does Jag. feel a little and the bit ja- like... the Jags, too. The Jags is the worst. That's the worst by him. Diamondbacks even has the- worked, even though it feels weird initially. Like, it works. It's just Snake. What about Buccaneers? Because like, that was a newer one. Yeah, that one Mid- works. Mid-80s. That one it's works. not terrible. I like it when you have a good, like, buck, you can just call it the Bucks or the Nats. That's easy. Right. Like, oh, you going to the Nats game tonight? You going to the Bucks game? That, to me, is very just simple. Yeah. That's all you're looking for in it. Like, it's why our promo code is so easy. Promo code HAM. I, we do get people sometimes who are like, what is that? Oh, I just figured out. Somebody said that to me a while ago, uh, like in a tweet. Like, I just figured out what HAM means. It's Haberman and Middlecoff. But, yeah. Yeah. Ham is yeah. we didn't like we didn't do a big uh it, you know what it is? I think a lot of these names feel like they're just natural. That they weren't part of like a big focus group of like we're gonna send 80 names to the fans and let them vote. Like we didn't set out like we gotta come up with ham and then we'll promote it. It just kind of ha- happened, you know? Um and it feels like a lot of names kind of are that way, but I don't know. I mean the wizard I remember the like the wizards to me is still weird. That's terrible. That's terrible. What does that even mean? That's awful. Uh, I'm looking at this list of WFT names. Some of them are yeah, they're, ambassadors. They're, the, How do you feel about ambassadors? You, I would say that is on a right track. I wouldn't choose it, but I, I do like, I, I'm telling you, I like oh. back to bureaucrats. Here's Belters. Commanders. So Belters is one, so that's got to come from the Beltway, the, the highway. That just sounds kind of stupid. Yeah, it sounds though. stupid. Defenders, just I'm sorry. That's been nine different arena football teams have had that name. Listen, I, I, I didn't care that they changed their name. Redskins did work. I mean, it was very. Yeah, it it just, was, there's a there's a reason he did not want to change it. It, it was an iconic even, franchise, and he he knows he's a marketer at his core. One thing it is, and you and I we've thought about this over the years. It is very difficult to try to come up with something and feel good about it. Yeah, like you're not going to be like, oh, that's going to work, because more than likely you're going to be like, even if you're into it, you're like eighty percent there. You're like, Ugh, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. And there's no coming back. Like you couldn't just name it the Hogs and two years later be like, eh, I, I did make it. fun of them for going to the football team last year, but I get it. It's not a decision you can rush. 
but you cannot. And I think a lot of people, again, social media, it feels like they're kind of ripping them. It's like, what are they supposed to do if they're not comfortable with a name? Yeah, I mean, I've made fun of them too, so I can't, but... What's the it's worst hard. thing that like some of their players like? What team do you play for? Oh, the football team. Uh, to me, the worst thing is just the touchdown calls. Terrible. Touchdown, Washington. Yeah, that's what you said. You never get to mix it up. But sometimes, some teams you don't. I'm trying to think like, we we'll just call the name. You touchdown, probably, you know. Yeah, you say Washington. Terry McLaurin. For sure. Uh, the worst actually part was the red was the Fox graphics where they would put up the team like Bill Packers and there was just like football team. <laughs> But you know, we could just we just changed the name of this show to podcast. Welcome to podcast. Do you think podcast ever changes, or do you think it just the word? Stri- yeah, it's a good question. I mean, TV hung on for a long time until it literally changed, and now there's stream. Oh, I streamed. I watched Netflix. You just I watched Netflix the other day, right? You didn't say I watched this Netflix show on TV. You say I watched Netflix, even though you're always watching it on television. I guess you can't watch it on your iPad or something. But. Yeah, but. Feels like podcast probably in for the long haul. It's an easy one, easy spell. Like who's changing it? Because technically, a podcast is a audio stream, correct? Right. Yeah, but sometimes you call you it know. a show. Do we call this a show? or Do we call it a podcast? When it was only a podcast, it was just a podcast. But now it's a YouTube. So is it a show? Also, yeah, a show, not it's a just podcast. an inter- entertainment product that you can find on multiple platforms. Do we want to talk about ESPN's Megacast? The the the, I mean, the I don't know if anyone in sports media has way, any more leverage than Peyton Manning does. He, they, he, he just the NFL just expanded to seventeen games, and Manning's like Eli and Peyton are like, we'll do ten. Which, if you would, if you would give me all the scenarios that, yeah, Peyton and Eli are going to do a Monday Night Football sideshow, like side by side, never in a million years would I have guessed. But they're only going to do ten of them. Like, are they taking like? Oh, my daughter's birthday. We're not going to be doing one on that weekend. Or I, I don't know how they'll pick the 10, but sucks for Levy, Greasy, and, and uh, Lewis Riddick. That's for sure. But it'll be interesting to see. We've talked so forever about Peyton doing TV. We finally get it. In well, this, guy, they tried, they tried to replace those guys last year when Tony Romo turned them down. I know. So it's like it's one of those where I think it would be a lot more bizarre if you were doing this to like Alan Chris. Troy and Joe. Now, obviously, we know this would never happen to them, but well, it's ha- it's happening because of the juice that these guys have, which is none. And listen, I've known Lewis now for over a decade. I think he's a, clearly a very smart football guy. He should be doing games, but like in a million years, if they could choose, he would not be on Monday Night Football. Think about the people that have been on Monday Night Football in our life, from John to Madden to even like some of those random mid two thousands where they Dennis were just Miller. hiring stars. Yeah. Right? It's a it's it's a star-driven, I would say, more than any other production. Monday night's supposed to be like almost close to like a movie meets football almost. Yeah, the other product, production that I think tries to is, is college game day, I would say is yeah, another that's good, one. That's, that's a good example. And Fox definitely leans that way too. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, they've, ESPN's done it for years with, like the national championship game where they do a mega cast and a side by side and they, they do it with their stat cast. So this is stuff they've tried, right? Versions well, well, of this, but never this where the, where the secondary broadcast is like clearly the headliner in terms of just the personnel. But here's what we know. If Eli or Peyton called ESPN and said, I want to host, you know, be the analyst for Monday night football, those guys would have, they would be told they're getting reassigned tomorrow yesterday. Right. Yeah. So it's just, it's one of the. It's kind of the elephant in the room with this. 
I would say the group since John left. They have not Booger. Part of it part of everyone's problem is like they had John Gruden and it was working well, right? They had a rock star and they lost him and they can't replace him. And a lot of guys they're trying to replace. Because if you look back when they got John, John was really rich. But I think a lot of times the people they're going after now are even richer. And it's just, it's hard to get people. Like the most powerful to me word word in any negotiation or any business sitting or talking contract, talking money is no. When you can say no and someone in their mind is offering you something good, that's a fucking powerful thing. And Peyton now has probably been saying no. River said no. Like, really, one of the guys first to say yes is like, Drew Brees said yes pretty quick. Tony was somewhat unique, but they offered him the lead gig with Jim Nance. Yeah. Like, Peyton Manning would not have taken what Drew Brees is taking, right? NBC Studio. No, like, either put me in for Chris's seat, and maybe NBC's like, listen, Chris has been such a good employee. We've made so much money on this show. We're not just going to boot him out. We're going to... He's a pretty famous guy. He's only gotten more famous, right? Do you do you agree with my take that they hired Drew Brees to take that seat? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's what they're thinking. But I, I, the word I just don't know will that it will actually come to pass. I don't know. Like, will Brees do it long enough? Good. Well, yeah, yeah who, who knows? knows? You got to be good enough. But I think, like to your point on Gruden, now you're trying to hire the star when they're already at the height. Like John was a big deal, obviously, but he became Monday Night Football made him much bigger. Now Took did Monday Night, did did TV make Romo bigger? Yeah, but Romo was already. Massive. Romo was big enough where they fired Phil Simms immediately and put him there. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Romo was. Romo didn't Romo do the, was a pretty big deal. Now I guess it's different, right? Because Madden was there, so it's it's not the same. But Madden it's like like weird. Aikman had to wait a year to take over for Madden, right? Yeah. They weren't going to take Madden was so big you weren't taking anybody and just replacing John Madden with that person. No, you weren't. He was. It was his forever. So. Uh. Anyway, all right. Go get the go get the mailbag. Go get the mailbag, everybody. Football's coming, and uh, as always, we pre- you know sh- share, send it to your friends. We appreciate yeah. that. Subscribe to the podcast, like the YouTube channel, go to the YouTube channel, and um, yeah, like John, you kind of you kind of mentioned it. We got big sponsor coming on board here in a couple weeks. Boop, be, boop, we're excited boop, to announce. Boop. We think you guys are going to love this. We know you're going to love it. Actually, boop, boop. this is. This is as easy as for all the no's that you like to say, John, as easy as a yes, as uh, as we've probably had in our um, podcasting history. Very on brand with our people. This is going to be universal. One of our best. I mean, I would say our our most unique sponsor and one that resonated very well. We knew right away this is the same type deal (laughs) like this is and even more like this is just this one's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. Okay. Uh, thanks. For we having. value our partners. We value our partners. We definitely do, and uh, we appreciate when the partners value us too. Because of you, I mean, truly, I'm not to turn it into this. We'll have we'll turn it into this in a couple of weeks when we make the announcement. But it's all a, a function of people listening and consuming and sharing and all that. But it all gets back, guy. Without Mark Bedane, we never would have landed this sponsor. Guy might have still been doing uh, reads with DraftKings, and I'm not getting my cut, and I'm sitting next to him in a radio studio. A little bit. John's still trying to figure out dollars a month on the side. <laughs> <laughs> How ad reads work in the radio business. I was just there. Long. I was there first. No, you I, were. You know, looking back again, it was just, it's a little, like, guys getting some extra juice here. <laughs> Did you never do one? Did you never have a side read? Yeah, I had this one. It was that guy that, like, calls in the 800 number to gamble advice. Yeah, that was my one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And then you do it, and you're like, yeah, you get extra $500 a week or month or whatever. It was, like, pretty cool. I'm like, give me, like, five more of these. <laughs> 
And then you realize you can do a podcast and you just get all the money. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Between us. So it's like, again, it all worked out. Thank you, Mark Bedane, and good luck in your future endeavors. Colin on YouTube says it's got to be Thunderseed. Yeah, remember the advertiser from uh, the uh, North Dakota State football games? It's not Thunderseed. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, what's uh, Sebastian Munoz, the golfer? Yeah. Has uh, is it Flex Seal? Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. It's it's on his chest. <laughs> that's just like, yeah, man. They offered me two hundred grand. I didn't have a sponsor. What am I saying? No. <laughs> and a lifetime. Because it's not supply. even one of those that's like super cool. What are they going to send you? A hundred Flex Seals? Right, exactly. You the know? stuff they send us for this one. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys are going to love it. Okay. Thanks for hanging, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.